Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is Yolf Dooley, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. It's Bones, Cat, and Rob. Guys, what's going on? What's happening? Having some wine? Damn, you are on a roll, huh? I'm on a roll today. My <laughs> God, Cat, what did what did Cat say to us, Rob? Or something uh, in our in our private DM group. Let, let's throw Cat under the bus real quick. Something about you made a joke of let's record at 9 a.m. and see who's the most hungover after New Year's. And Cat yeah. said she was still gonna be up drunk. Yeah. Damn. Insomnia, and I don't get a lot of nights off work, so. God. I go big. You know, my thing is, like, I, I can stay up late. Actually, recently, like, the last few days, it hasn't been working out too well for me, but I'll stay up until, like, 6, 7 in the morning, but I hate going to sleep when the sun is up. That's my problem. Yeah, that gets kind of annoying. Yeah. It's like, ugh, unless you really have something taped against your window, I just can't. It drives me absolutely insane. Even if it's starting to come through and you can like roll over and not have to even see it i know it's there and it will piss me off yeah i'm the same way yeah so i don't know that's weird uh but we are back this is uh uh not schedule uh calendar wise you guys are this is going to be the second episode of the year that you're going to hear from us this is our first time getting together after the new year and uh it's 2021 which is kind of a relief but yet is it we don't really know yet yeah i mean i woke up this morning and everything was fixed right <laughs> <laughs> people made it seem that way yeah yeah um guys we have uh we finally are doing jason takes manhattan yeah i would just We're like here. yeah 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 i know i know everybody's happy about that anyone who's listened to our show long term will remember back when we had call-ins where you can call in during the show while we were recording and um you know we chop it up with you a little bit about whatever the hell it is that we were talking about that day that got technology wise a little annoying so we didn't really do that for a while but uh we were we were wanting to bring back interaction with you guys because we've always prided ourselves on being we like to think the most interactive but as interactive as we could possibly be so we want to get you guys back your voice back on the show so we opened up voicemails so uh, until then we're talking about maybe having you guys come on call-ins again but for now uh we're gonna just have voicemails you guys can call anytime you want leave a voicemail leave your name talk about any horror topic you want movie video game tv show anything and we'll play it on the air and we'll talk about it give our thoughts on it uh the number by the way save it in your damn phones your androids and your iphones and shit 917-397-KILL, K-I-L-L, that's also uh, 5455. So 917-397-KILL, 5455. Um, Rob, mm. <laughs> we didn't really quite, like this was kind of a last minute thing, so uh, to get the word out and all that shit didn't exactly happen. 
yeah in time for this recording for the most part but we were lucky enough to get uh i guess a trial run of voice oh really mail. yeah yes yeah. so, oh boy yeah so you know we had a quick little trial run and um this is also great you guys will be able to, to get a glimpse of it there's someone was nice enough to call and leave a voicemail for us rob oh good yeah Cat, you you haven't met this person yet, but uh, Rob might be a little acquainted with them. So hang on, let, let me just play this for you guys. That's right, baby. That's right. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm pulling it out right now, baby. It's me. It's me, baby. And it's out right now. I got it out. Out and about. Just flopping around, baby. There's nothing you can do. You can't put it back once it's out, baby. Once I got it out, that's it. There's nothing you can do about it, Rob. Ain't shit you can do. Rubber still sucks. Rubber still sucks, and I got it out, baby. You already know what it is. It's Bobby Spitz, bitch. And it's out right now, baby. All right. Somebody needs to get the hose and calm Bobby down. <laughs> oh, man. Bobby fucking Spitz and left the voicemail. I mean, Jesus. Look at that. When they, they, he got a cell phone in the prison. <laughs> I don't want to know. Wanna gotta, know how, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I don't want to know how. It's, it's a term called keistered or something. I don't, I don't know. I, gotta, <laughs> I believe they call that a prison wallet. Yeah, they do. The prison pocket. Yeah, you just put that thing right up there, and you're good to go. Sweet Jesus. But you know, I, I don't want to know how we got it in there. <laughs> that, that, that was Bobby. who used to be on the show. Uh, yeah, Rob. He said rubber still sucks. I know, I heard him, I heard him. And that's the thing I don't like about this voicemail. I can't argue back. Sure you can, you can right now. We heard you trying to argue yeah, back, though. Yeah, I, I almost started yelling at him, and then I realized he can't hear me. He doesn't know what I'm saying. But he's going to listen to this, just like anyone who leaves a voicemail. Yeah, they, see, that's the thing that I like. Cause... I put the odds at 10 to 1, Bobby, actually listened to this. <laughs> so do I. But, <laughs> but the the point is, See, like that this thing, because I did have someone say to me, Oh, well, you know, what if you have someone calling and leaving a message and being disrespectful or something? I'm like, you know what? I hope they do. Cause guess what? They we not be may not be able to talk directly back to them, but we could talk to them and everyone else. Yeah, and they can't true. say shit back. So it's like that you gotta be true. careful doing that. No, and I said when when you told me this idea, I said I'm not gonna be nice. Trust me, we did not expect you to be. <laughs> 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 we did not expect but uh, God damn, man, Bobby Spitzer, back on, there, there he is. Uh, everyone who's been wondering where the hell he was at, he's he snuck a cell phone into the sane asylum slash prison, and the Oompa Loompas didn't find it yet. Who the hell knows what the hell's going on with that? Oh, Bobby. Old Bobby. prodigal son returns. <laughs> um, all right, guys, you want to get into the little bit of news that we can talk about? Yeah. It's time to hump the news with Rob. He's not a genius. Okay. Oh, um, shit. What did I do? Fuck me. Okay. I don't. I'm sorry. Um, all right. There, there really is not shit to talk about whatsoever. So let, let's start with this and we'll we'll move on from here. Uh, Nickelodeon. I, I don't know. Cat, uh, you should remember. but I, I don't know how familiar Rob is. Are You Afraid of the Dark gets a season two. Oh, nice yeah but and it's uh it's been called a uh, curse of the shadows or something like that 
I loved Are You Afraid of the Dark as a kid. I didn't even know fucking season one was out. To be honest with you. I feel really guilty because when you said Are You Afraid of the Dark, I got so excited and I thought it was an announcement for season one, which apparently I just missed entirely. No. <laughs> I knew they were uh, working on a new one, but I didn't ever hear that it had come out. Me either. Right under my radar. Right. I think we talked about it on new segments in the past on, on the show, but... I, you know, you, you talk about stuff and then life goes on and, you know, we got all, all this other shit to do and I just completely forgot to even keep up with it and I guess it happened. I mean, Rob, were you, are you did you ever watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? No, I never watched it. I mean, I, I'm vaguely aware of it, but I never watched it. Oh, man. Are You Afraid of the Dark, the best way I could describe it would be, um, like a, like a Tales from the Crypt for Kids. Cat, is that yeah. is that a what, yeah yeah good way to, to throw it down? It, you know, no no real host or anything. There's a bunch of kids around a campfire, so there's no crypt keeper or nothing. But it was a cool show. It had some really creepy stories too. Oh, it's on CBS though, so I can I can stream it. Oh yeah, you have a cat. Damn it, it doesn't even help now. That CBS thing. Yeah. Big Brother, you can get the live cameras when their season picks back up again. I'm just saying. What? <laughs> Nobody watches that show, Mikey. But she could, Kat could start watching it. She, Kat, if you have, what, what is it called? CBS Now or? All Access. All Access. All access. Yeah. You can watch the live feeds from the Big Brother cameras in the house 24-7. Why? What do you mean why? Because like. Why would I want to? Because they're conspiring and talking shit and like doing crazy <laughs> things and all this stuff. They broke in on this poor guy in the bathroom this season. I don't want to see that. <laughs> it's funny, I'm telling you. Damn it. I could watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, you could You could do that too, I guess. You don't want to see some guy from Jersey get broken in on the bathroom, but alright. But, no, Are You Afraid of the Dark is really cool. I do want to eventually sit down and watch season one, and... Yeah, it's hard to fuck that up, really. I mean, unless the story sucked, but it was... It was kind of a... A cut and dry thing, but it was done so well. It, in, in the original, are you afraid of the dark? It was done so well. Like, I can't. You would have to go out of your way to really fuck that up. You would think so. It, I yeah. feel like if it were really good, and I'm, I haven't seen it yet. I'm excited that I get to watch it. But I feel like if it were really good, I would have heard about it more than I did, like after it were released. Right. True. True. That makes me a little bit nervous. Yeah, but it's CBS. I, I, I don't. You don't ever know because like CBS doesn't really get all too much attention. I mean, maybe rightfully so, but you know. That is true. Uh, I want to see it. I do. Plus, you got people like Rob who didn't see the damn original and they don't even care <laughs> about it. I'm not gonna watch the reboot either. <gasps> Rob, why? Nope. Damn it. I don't know. Just to irritate you, probably. Uh, see, <laughs> see. Now that's not. That's not nice. That's not what, how we do things. Um, you know what? Actually, in fact, there we go. Come on. <laughs> First one of 2021. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, so yeah, are you afraid of the dark season two? That's that's pretty cool. So I'm gonna check that out. Rob, uh, the next thing I wanted to bring up, we talked about our last episode, uh, but I feel this is more up your alley. Uh, Exorcist sequel. Yeah, um, I saw that. I, I'm i intrigued. Uh, I like what 
David Gordon Green did with Halloween. Mm-hmm. So that gives me a little bit of faith that uh, he can do something interesting with a, a sequel to The Exorcist. From what I understand, it's going to be just like Halloween, a direct sequel to the original. It's going to throw all the other sequels out, which is probably for the best. Yeah, I was going to say, is that really a bad thing? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm interested. I mean, this I'm more interested in this than the rumored Exorcist remake that had been kicking around recently. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, my thing is, and we, like I said, we talked about this last week, so I'm not going to go into it too much. But uh, Halloween is kind of an exception. But do you really need to be doing a sequel to stuff this far away from when it, like, you know, like it's kind of ridiculous. I have a feeling this is going to be the new thing. Are, are you saying, uh, Mikey, are you saying that sequels are better when they're closer to the original in release date? Can I quote you on that? I mean, I'm not <laughs> saying better. I don't know. I don't know what the hell you're getting at with that. I'm a little nervous, but... Scream 2 and Scream 4. I'm getting uh, to Scream 4. <laughs> well, no. Scream 4 wasn't a sequel, though. That was just a continuation. You know? But like I said, I, I, I don't know as far as quality, but just as far as making sense. Like, what the hell would... At this far... When did the original Exorcist come out? Seven, you would ask me that, wouldn't you? Uh, no, 74? 73. 73. Yes. Yeah, see, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, I mean, we're, we're talking a long time here. Like, gee, we're, we're going up on, on <laughs> however many decades. And I, I don't know. It's just weird to me. It's like after all this It's time, weird, but it, it's... It, and I think for Halloween, it didn't feel as weird because they had already done it already. Yeah. With H2O. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think, one, this is... Uh, pro- I believe this is going to be a new trend that we're going to see right? Uh, because of the success of Halloween. You know, we went through the remake phase for a while. Now I think we're going to see this, this sort of retroactive sequel that throws everything out but the original. There's also talk of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequel that's going to pick up right after the original film. See, that I would watch. Me too. I'm um, excited about that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think that it's we have to get used to this because it's going to be something we're going to see a lot more of. And I'm okay with it because it works so well for Halloween. Now, what's going to happen is they're going to do so many of them that are going to be so bad that I'm going to get irritated with these after a while. Right. Um, but I have faith in David Gordon Green to be able to pull off a, a decent uh, sequel to The Exorcist. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I, you know, like I said, I would rather them do this than try and remake it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's in that, that strange middle ground where it's like a remake would make more sense. But... Do we want that? So no, I, no. <laughs> I mean, but no, I, I agree with you guys too. Like, man, Texas Chainsaw Two sucked. So it's like, dude, no, it didn't. It's a good movie. Oh, Rob. So I like all the Texas Chainsaw oh, movies. I. Oh, that's just crazy. <laughs> all of them. Oh no. Texas Chainsaw is one of those franchises where it's like the the first one is an untouchable masterpiece. It ranks on like my top ten movies of all time. I loved the original, but also even the like really awful se- sequels are just and the remake and just even it when they're bad, they're so entertaining. Okay, I'm just adding to my notes for Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> so Texas Chainsaw Three is good. Okay, I just want I just want to throw that out. Okay, it is good. Three. Rob, oh no no no! I, no actually, well, I don't know if I've seen three. So, so, 
Three is Maybe. the worst one. I if think. I have, it's been years. I haven't seen three for a long time. Three might be worse than the remake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, is any are any of them worse than that Matthew McConaughey Renee Zellweger one? Oh, is that the one with what's her name? And the wife beater? I don't know. It's got Renee yeah. Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey in it, dude. It should be pretty easy to pick out which one that is. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, no, that's a different one I'm talking about. I'm thinking about. Um, I forget the girl's name. Anyway, um, yeah, see, it's just such a weird ground where it, do we... Like, Halloween, like I said, is the exception. I feel like if they do it right, Texas Chainsaw could be the exception. I mean, hell, uh, Candyman. Isn't that technically a, a sequel or... What the hell is I'm that? I'm not sure I exactly. I thought that one was a remake, but... Is it? I think they've been referring to it as a spiritual sequel or something. I, I don't know what the hell that means. What the fuck is that? I don't know. See, now they're just making shit. It's not, I don't even know what to do. What are they doing anymore? Get a job, you bum! I, I just want good horror movies. You know, if they're going to do a sequel, they're going to do a remake. Just, the thing is that remakes have had such a bad stank to them that... Like, maybe this will be better. You know, Halloween was good. But, see, then it, it, it comes in the gray area, too, where it's like, Halloween was okay because uh, it, it's Michael Myers. But, man, Halloween 2 was really fucking good. So, it's like, do you really want to act like that didn't happen? Because we got to go in the in the laws of it now if we're talking direct sequel. Yeah, I think the idea behind getting rid of Halloween 2 almost exclusively extends from the fact that that's the one where they said that they were brother and sister. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't And I think they wanted to lose that. Uh, from that, I'll make Cat happy by bringing this up again. Apparently, David Gordon Green is also working on a Hellraiser television show, Rob. Okay. I Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know that Hellraiser translates to television really well. I think it does. I mean, it depends on, I guess, where the, the, the show is going to be set up what network it's going to be on if it's on hbo, HBO. then it's good if it's on abc then it sucks i think it's on hbo right? yeah you had mentioned last week it was going to be on hbo right well if it's on hbo then it has then it does have potential i'm not a big hellraiser fan so i mean you know whatever uh, see the cat probably wants to yell at you right now I'm sure she I just want to throw out there before Kat... I hate Saw, too. Oh, God, yeah, I'm not getting in the middle of that one. But before Cat yells at you, I just want to throw out there, I think Hellraiser is, is as much of a love story as it is a horror movie, and it's got so much in there that I could definitely see you getting at least three seasons in there before you really even begin to crack anything. To be clear, when I say I'm not a Hellraiser fan, I mean the franchise. I like the first movie, uh, and I don't mind the second one, although I think it's a little overrated by most people. But pretty much after that, I, I don't care. Just so, just so we're clear, I do like the first movie a lot. That's fair. The movies went down in quality. Yeah, and I just, I just think as a franchise, though, it's maybe one of my least favorites because it's so bad towards the end that there's no way. I mean... The stories are that those those last handful of scripts towards the you know the more recent movies weren't even originally written as Hellraiser scripts. They were written as other scripts that were then bought and you know Pinhead was inserted to make them Hellraiser movies. I don't understand. I never understand why studios do that because there are people who would be willing 
so cheap if they could write a Hellraiser movie that yeah. I guarantee it would be better. You could like throw a dart at a like fan fiction board and find a better writer for some, but like uh, whatever the, the 2019 Hellraiser movie was just so oh, painful God. to sit through that it's like I <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure it had a writer. I didn't make it through it. It's all about rights, and it's just, I think, easier for them. Like, because these deals um, are usually made in a, a certain way so that if a certain number of years go by and you don't have a, a new film and a, a franchise in production, then you lose the rights to it. Yeah. So it's much easier for them to, you know, wait until the last minute and then just grab something and throw it together. Yeah. Yeah. No, Kat, I agree with you a million percent. I mean, there's a couple of franchises that you know and that's why i always i never really get upset uh when a writer is uh, a new writer is inserted a director i get a little nervous but when a new writer is inserted into a franchise or something i don't get too upset because i mean hell even you to look at the um uh fan movies that are made they're really good we were just talking about the friday the 13th one a few weeks ago um never hike alone like, dude, some of those are really good. And you're talking about people who don't get caught up in all the, well, it has to have this and it has to have that. And yeah, they have to have structure and all, I get it. But when you start losing uh, the the real entertainment factor and, and, and the real passion and all that in it, just to hit certain points that should be on a, quote, checklist for movies, uh, it's, it's getting all fucked up then. So, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, Hellraiser, uh, they, that was probably the fastest downfall to a franchise ever. <laughs> as much as I love it. it. It was pretty quick. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, I did not care for most of those movies. Yeah. And Hellraiser, it's another one of those franchises where, like, even the bad ones all, uh, with the one exception, even the bad ones all kind of, like, sit through. And if I have popcorn and, like, a drink, I'll be happy to sit through it. But... They're not good. Like, no, I agree. I don't remember of most of them. Good. I mean, I know I've watched them all. I remember sitting down and watching all of them, except for maybe the newest one. Ugh, don't. But Jesus. I don't remember most of them. Yeah. Well, that's probably for the better. But, um, but the first one is so good. Yeah. And, you know, hell, another question that comes into it. What What's Doug Bradley going to be doing throughout all this? You know? I, I mean, I doubt we had him on this show... Ooh, maybe like three years ago? I, I don't remember. It was around Halloween one of those years, but two to three years ago. And he said how he would love to do another Hellraiser. I, I don't know if he'd be interested in a television series, but he was interested if it was all right and done correctly. You know, he was he was down for it. And I think part of that dictates where Clyde Barker is going to be associated with this. And you know, who the hell knows, but... Dude, if they could get Doug Bradley in, oh, that, that'd be something big. That'd be real big. That'd be like if they made a television show for Nightmare on Elm Street with Robert England, almost. Yeah. Well, they're in a good position if they got David Gordon Green, because he's in a good spot right now. He's in that sort of Jordan Peele spot where I have enough faith in him that I'll just watch whatever he does. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we'll see how long either one of them can maintain that. But so far, so good for Jordan Peele. David Gordon Green, a little less of a track record with just Halloween. Right. But, um, I, I'm, you know, again, I'm confident in him. So, And if it's on HBO, he can, he can probably pull it off. 
when you said TV series, I was like, you know, they're going to try and put that after CBS on CBS after like Law and Order. I think going to work. It'll be on after The Simpsons, Rob. Come on. Join us for Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, and Hellraiser. You know? <laughs> hey, man, be careful with Jeopardy. My, my grandmother listens to this. You talking bad about you, Jeopardy. You're in trouble. You could have like Bart and Pinhead back to back, though, as like uh, <laughs> back to back Hellraiser. I could just picture Bart Simpson talking shit to Hellraiser and he just dismantles him <laughs> limb from limb. That'd be great. But, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll wait and see about that. Kat, you said you wanted to vent about the stand. I'm, uh, behind already. There have been, like, three episodes that have come out, and I've only seen one of them, which is, you know, a good indication of how it's going. Uh, <laughs> I, I plan on finishing it. I'm, I'm gonna stick it out but i'm very disappointed with it i they're jumping back and forth a lot on timelines which is okay for some shows but i don't think it fits the uh the formula of the stand really well because like they keep building up to things that seem like you know oh this is going to be a secret later down the line not that they're ever very subtle but then you know it jumps to later in that episode where after the secret has already been revealed and you're like what <laughs> well yeah and i can't like, stand it when timelines jump around this mysterious virus what does, does it do <laughs> and then it, it hops to you know like the aftermath after everyone has already figured out what captain trips does and it's like i don't know there's just there's a little bit something missing from from the reveals for me i think and i'm not crazy about the cast either I, I think they're all very... It, it feels like they were trying to recast the miniseries instead of finding uh, actors who would be good in like the actual roles based off of the book. Mm. I haven't so, seen the miniseries in a long time. I remember it being good, though. The miniseries is... It's good. Yeah. That's where you get caught up in shit, too, because like, as much as I can't stand it, chapter one and two... I mean, if you really look at it technically, like the Pennywise in that in those movies were based off of the book, closer than you know Tim Curry in the original. So you know, it's like, damn it, can you really take points off for stuff? Can you get? And I, I think the rule of thumb for all that shit should be: the more popular, better choice should be what you go with. You know, I mean, that, that's just me. I don't know. I, I don't hate chapter or it chapter one and chapter two as much as you do. Oh, I despise. Um, I like chapter one. I didn't like chapter two very much, but I didn't like. I like chapter one quite a bit. I hated chapter one so much I refuse to watch chapter. Two. <laughs> yeah, don't because it's not. It's not even. It's not as good as chapter one. I, I don't know why it just doesn't work as well. Yeah. Well, um, I, I just wanted to real quick mention that uh, I have my Twitter up while we're recording right now, and Melly Bean. Uh, the Kabasa cult leader just said, uh, commented on your Cabin in the Woods tweet, Rob, and said, that was a fun, cool movie. So. Damn right it was. No. It was not. Suck. It was. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I, watching it again last night. Favorite movie of all time. Like. <laughs> yeah, watching it again last night, I was like, I can't believe Mikey doesn't like this movie. There's no way that somebody could love horror and not like, love this movie. Yeah. We're not getting into it right now. Uh, we have so much more fun stuff to talk about, guys. 
Oh, I can't believe <laughs> that's the transition. It sure wow. is. <laughs> oh no. Jason takes Manhattan. 1989, the year I was born. Great year. Great year for all around. For life. And- I remember 89. It wasn't that great. It was wonderful. <laughs> I was born. Jason takes Manhattan came out. What more do you need? <sighs> Didn't the Mets win something? That's a small miracle in itself. I don't know. Who the hell won this World <laughs> Series? Series 1989. Or was that 87? Uh, oh, the Athletics. Well, well anyway. see, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the um, that was the San Francisco and Oakland the earthquake series. Oh, see, you remember it. Eighty nine, beautiful year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The World Series was paused because of a massive earthquake that destroyed a city. Yeah, beautiful year. Well, let's be honest. Baseball isn't that interesting anyway. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Jason takes Manhattan. Guys, you guys have been giving me shit. You even made poor Larry Zerner <laughs> belittle me and and just defile me. I think you're a massive misuse of the word made in that sense. Yeah, he was pretty on board. Yeah. <laughs> there was not much coercing there. I feel like you guys' vibe and energy just made him black out and shit all over that movie. I, I could be wrong. I don't know. But how'd you like it? What'd you think? How'd it go? I liked it as much say... as the. I liked it the other 80 times I've watched it. Um, it's not good. Watching it today, I watched it this afternoon, and it was the first time I'd seen it uh, since the first time I had seen it, which was a long time ago, um, like well over 10 years ago since I've seen Jason Takes Manhattan. And uh, having seen it again, my biggest problem with it, seriously, was the false advertising. Going in knowing that Jason would not be taking Manhattan set an expectation that was much easier to meet like (laughs) i enjoyed it more this time than i did the first time around but it's still not it's not great (laughs) i still wish uh there had been more new york killing spree i i want to start off by saying to anyone who's listening who has not visited the fine state of new york it is nowhere near as dirty as it is portrayed in this yeah they, they don't they don't do new york any yeah, favors why do you like this movie they're so mean to new york i know it's like what i take away from this movie is new york city is nothing but a chain a maze of disgusting alleys with burned out buildings and trash cans full of sludge there's also toxic waste and maybe you'll get shot <laughs> well that that well, part that last part might be true maybe yeah. and and they have to they have to flush the sewers with toxic waste to get rid of the alligators so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> is this how the rest of the world thinks of new york manhattan in, in the general? 80s it was damn that's a shame it's nowhere near that dirty i just wanted to start by saying that is it a lot <laughs> I, I don't know i don't know that the city was ever that dirty but in the 80s it did not have a great reputation um and it wasn't as clean as it is now I, yeah i was just gonna say it is much cleaner than it was in the late 80s early 90s i'll give it that but it wasn't that bad <laughs> right now it was not that bad yeah i mean they're they're in new york for what a minute if and that poor know. girl is kidnapped drugged and nearly raped yeah i know <laughs> it's it really is a shame but and it's about like 20 minutes out of the runtime that they're there <laughs> yeah it's not a long time that jason is there i know they're technically in manhattan longer than jason is but it's he's only there for like 20 minutes and it's a 
the runtime is like an hour and 40, mm-hmm. which I was not prepared for today. <laughs> yeah. I remembered it being shorter. Yeah, it. I will give it this. It did not feel as long to me watching it this time as it has in the past. You know what I mean? Like, I know the runtime is the same, but right. it didn't feel that long when I was watching it this time. Usually when I get to this entry, when I'm running, the only time I ever watch this one is when I'm watching them all. You know, I'm I'm running through the franchise, and this one always seems to be forever long, but actually it didn't seem that bad. Uh, you know, one of the things that I think, because I, I was trying to, because I, I really went into this as open-minded as I could be. And I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to really try and find things that I could point to to show why I like this movie, because apparently I have to defend it. So I, I, I think one of my bigger things that make me like it is this is one of my favorite Jason's appearance wise. I mean, where do you uh, guys? Yeah, because you like that Kane Hodder Jason. See, why you got I was trying to keep <laughs> his name to a minimum. Come on. Yeah. I will say this. Um, this movie would have been better if it had ended on the scene where Jason gets thrown on the third rail and electrocuted. Yeah, I um, can see that. Because, well, it, it, one, it would have made the, the, we wouldn't have gotten the stupid ending that we get. And two, um, it would have sort of made a little more sense because electricity is what brings him to life in the beginning. So electricity kills him at the end of the movie. And three, this is just a very wet looking Jason. So it seems like the electricity would really be able to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, where do you guys rank? Because there's so many people who, like, I know IR Chris, I, I'm pretty sure. I don't remember. He liked it. Maybe it was you, Rob, the earlier on Jason's where he's more human. I kind of like zombified Jason a little bit. I don't mind zombie Jason. Um, yeah, he's fine. I don't, um, yeah, I don't really have much of a preference. Um, I, I think that the, the different ways the actor plays him, I think, uh, I, you know, I look at more than, than the actual character of Jason itself. Like, I think the best Jason is probably part three. I really like the portrayal of Jason in that one. Okay. Um, and, but you know, and, and that just so happens to be a human Jason. I think if it was, you know, zombie Jason, I would like it just as much. I just like the way that the actor carries himself as Jason. I, I was hoping I'd get a chance to watch all of them again before we did Jason takes Manhattan. Cause I didn't know we'd be doing it this week. Uh, <laughs> But I seem to, I feel like, looking back, having not seen any of them but this one recently, I like Zombie Jason, and and mostly it's because my suspension of disbelief for Friday the 13th is not super high, and when we moved from human Jason to just, like, we're admitting he's a zombie, it it was easier for me to be like, okay, (laughs) I get that. Right. Because human Jason was too powerful, I feel like, even as a human. And there's that part of my brain that's like, how is he doing all these things? (laughs) You know? But with zombie Jason, it's like, okay, he's, you know, there's a supernatural component here. If he wants to just teleport up the the ladder behind this guy, I'm not even going to question it. That's fine. That was... one of my notes i think this one is the first movie in the franchise where we get a teleporting jason isn't it like i don't remember up until this point in this in the franchise of him teleporting around but we see it a couple of different times in this movie 
The teleporting is really bad in this one. Yeah, yeah it's really obvious. You know, yeah. like the uncle, um, when he runs into the building, <laughs> Jason's chasing him. He runs into a building, gets upstairs, and Jason throws him out the window. <laughs> what the hell but, did that happen? <laughs> but I mean, the movie starts with him being reanimated through electricity. So by the time we get to the teleporting, I'm not asking questions anymore. Well, the, like, elect- the electricity reanimation is already, and that's in part six, too. I mean, that's yeah. pretty standard for Jason. But he's been underground, in the, I mean, uh, in water in this one. Yeah, that's why he's all wet, and that's why he should have been killed with the electricity of the subway rail. Yeah, yeah. I mean, see, I, I don't know. I, I always look, I mean, don't get me wrong, the portrayal of Jason, like actual body language and all that, super important. But um, <clears throat> I always look at the appearance a little more, just because, you know, you have to be looking at him and he can't talk. So, But, you know, that that's a pretty good question, and Kat, I'm glad you brought that up. I feel like, because I've always wrestled with this a little bit, I feel like our age, especially me and Kat, because we're somewhere in the neighborhood of the same age. So, um, you know, obviously a little bit of distance. But uh, I feel like people like Rob, and even Chris brings it up a lot. He's the one who really mentioned this, was Chris really grew up with Jason. You know, he was there when Jason started. So when we think of Jason, like people in me and Kat's age range, we think of everything's done already for the most part, you know, so we see, you know, maybe this movie or, you know, something later on, we know Jason as, you know, Oh wow, that's Jason. They Robin and Chris and everyone else, they seen part two. And I was like, Oh shit. Okay. That's, that's Jason. And he is human. It's like, Oh, okay. Well, then it's later on. This is what Jason turned into. Well, I'm not that old. Jesus. Part two came out when I was five. Well, but you know what I mean, like, you, but you, you're, you were earlier on with Jason. Like, how old were you when part, uh, part four came out? That was, um, I don't know what year that was, but oh, well, uh, uh yeah, would have been what, like eighty three, eighty four, probably eighty four. Okay, so I would have eight. Okay, so you probably seen that a few years after it came out, right? Yeah, probably not long after they came out. I do remember the first. I, as far as I can remember, the first horror movie that I saw in a theater was part five. Okay. Which was still a human, you know? So yeah, it wasn't Jason though. N- no, it wasn't. But that, I mean, that, that's just always what I thought. Cause I've always wrestled with like, what the hell is Jason? You know, cause even from the beginning, it's like, well, he drowned. So how the hell is he? You know, it's like, it's always been a conundrum of what the hell is he really? Yeah. I don't think they really spent a whole lot of time thinking it through. Yeah. You know, to be, I think that uh, we as horror fans think more about that than uh, Sean Cunningham and the writers and directors ever really said thought about it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's always been, I mean, I, I guess the most logical thing that you'll hear people say is that he didn't really drown, that he somehow got out of the lake and then just lived in the woods. Why he didn't go find his mother, I don't know. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, and then. With part, he became, we got introduced to zombie Jason in part six. Um, And there he, after that, he is undoubtedly a zombie the entire way. Right. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. Yeah. I kind of like zombie Jason, so I'm not even mad about it at all. Um, Another reason I like this movie, less than five minutes in, about four minutes in, titties. Okay. I just want to throw that out there (laughs) right out of the bat. Damn, look at them titties. Not a bad start to a movie. Now, okay, but the acting. I was gonna say, <laughs> can we that, talk about the acting? Can we that, talk about how awkward? <laughs> yeah, that scene on the boat 
the opening scene on the opening boat, I guess, <laughs> is um, maybe my favorite part of the movie, but the acting is atrocious. It is. It feels the most like a Friday the 13th movie to me. Um, but oh my God, is the acting bad. And also what is with that guy? Like he's trying to get laid, but he starts telling this girl stories about a murderer. And then, yeah. And then, and then he gets mad at her. He's like, oh, just don't even worry about it. Yeah. It's like, why'd you bring it up, you idiot? Rob, <laughs> like, that is an amazing point. Cause when he brought, came out with the mask and the fake knife, I was like, dude, not yeah. a good way to bring it home. Not a good yeah, way. Yeah, what are you doing, man? You're trying to close the deal and you're playing pranks with this girl and stuff? Come on. Yeah. Then it works somehow. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, if I assume he's rich because he's got that boat, but, you know, that's the only thing I can figure. I don't know. But, but Rob, when I when I wasn't going to bring this up, but since it's brought up, when she was sitting in that little crawl space after Homeboy got stabbed or whatever happened to him, man, that was like, she's sitting there, like she's looking out the window waiting for her Uber to come. Like she had yeah. no urgency or what anything it's, at all. Him yeah. so long to stab her, even once like she starts screaming, yep. and she's just there, <laughs> I know. hanging out. Yeah. I, now on on the special features on my Blu-ray, um, there's a making of feature. I didn't get to watch the whole thing, but I did see a little bit of it, and they interviewed that actress for it. And you know the spear gun when he shoots that thing at the beginning, that it goes right by her head, it misses her. Mm. Apparently that reaction is real because they fired a real spear gun at her. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of truck. Yeah, right? But yeah, that's uh, that is um the part of this movie that feels most like a Friday the 13th movie to me. But and it's probably my still my favorite part of the movie, but man is it hard to give it much praise with as bad as the acting is and as annoying as that character is. And the character while we're talking about her, I was going to wait a little bit to have this because it's something that applies to more than one Friday the 13th. Uh, it's not specific to Jason takes Manhattan, but one of my least favorite aspects of this movie was how easy the people die. And it's, I know that I've been spoiled. I have a lot of horror movies where it's like, you, you know, you have a kill count of like four, but every single one of those people fights for their lives. Like, right. and it's, I, and I know that like a lot of classic slashers don't have that, but she died so easily and everyone in Jason Takes Manhattan just, once they were caught, it's like, oh, that's it. I'm going to die and I'm going to spend my last like, you know, 10 seconds to a minute screaming about it instead of doing yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah, most of them do do that, um, with the one exception of uh, the boxer kid. He goes for it. Yeah, that does. was the opposite problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he goes for it. That I will also uh, commend this movie. There are a couple of really great kills in this movie. Some of them are kind of boring, but the the boxer uh, getting his head knocked off is awesome. And um, also the other boxer who gets killed in the the steam room with the rock. That's a great. I do like that's that one was unexpected. You know. Because yeah. just with the towel and everything, it would have been so easy to, like, smash that head in, and you have the bloody towel shot, and there was, like, a very easily anticipatable kill, and I like that they went somewhere else with it. Like, there there were a few fun surprises. Yeah, I mean, overall, there are a few things that, that stand out in the movie that, that I actually do like, but boy, is there a laundry list of stuff I hate. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm not gonna sit and defend any type of acting on this game. Like, I'm just I'm just <laughs> not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. But you know, like Cat said, it's it's really not like most Friday the Thirteenth movies. You're not looking for any awards in the acting department. You know what I mean? I mean, was this probably on the lower tier of it? Sure, but there's not too much of a gap. You know. Yeah, I I think that the the biggest difference for me and and is a lot of times the really bad acting in Friday the 13th comes from the disposable characters that are just there to up the body count like the two at the beginning of this movie. Right. Um but in this movie it seems to extend to nearly everyone. Yeah. Um whereas the in the other films the um the sort of main characters at least know, you know, they're passable. Yeah. Another thing that uh, I did notice in, on my rewatch of this, there was a little too much story too early. Yeah, there was a lot. And I I know it was supposed to be intrigue, uh, but they were just like, they went really hard on Rennie's backstory where it's yeah. like, uh, yeah. Her teacher has to bring her to the thing because she doesn't have a good support system at home, but also the guy that she's been living with, who's also her uncle, uh, yeah. is, like, the in charge of the field trip. Like yeah, was... and what is his deal? He's I, I know he's her uncle and her parents are di- dead and he took custody. That's fine. But who is he at the school? Because he walks around like he's the principal, but then he's also the biology teacher. Yeah, I, I was... didn't... I don't know who he's supposed to be. Yeah, I didn't know what was going I can never quite figure out what's going on with him. And, you know, like he's yelling at that one girl about turning in her biology project. But I'm like, haven't these kids already graduated? Yeah. Yeah, it's the senior trip. Yeah, like after I graduated, if a teacher was yelling at me about a project I didn't turn on, I'd tell him to go fuck off. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it had its holes and... I I don't know it, it they it, I feel like that was just something like they had their something in their head where it's like all right we got to get this scene in where you know the blonde chick tries to seduce the teacher here's how we're gonna do it it's like oh yeah. well all right I'm glad you thought that one all the way through yeah I, I've also while we're I I don't want to get too far away from this subject real quick because this really bothers me about this movie the pin that the teacher gives Rennie. As a gift, and she says, Stephen King Stephen used this King. in high school. I'm like, Stephen King used that old ass, got to dip it in an equal pin in high school. How old do they think he is? First of all, I would 100% believe that about Stephen King. Uh, that seems very much like the because if you read a lot of Stephen King books, they're always about, you know, um, there's always like that one writer character who has like very outdated writing equipment that has to be from personal experience. Like someone really traumatized him with a quill and ink pen. Yeah, I was going to say this, child. this thing is a feather away from being the one that signed the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> feather away. But that being said, what kind of teacher has the money to drop on Stephen King's old pen for their students? Right? That was yeah. the part that really got me. Yeah, there's that like, too. I was, there's I was, a, there are weird gifts though, because that the boyfriend guy gives her on the boat going to New York. He gives her a necklace that's the Statue of Liberty. So that means he went and bought that. Why wouldn't you bought that before you went to New York? Wouldn't you buy that in New York? 
Well, because he thought she wasn't going to be on the trip, so he got it for her before and then waited right. to see if she would be on the trip. Right, and, and made plans to climb to the top of the Statue of Liberty with her, which is 22 stories they keep telling <laughs> us over and over again, even though he doesn't think she's going to be on the trip. This guy's got problems. If, if anybody's killing everybody on the boat, I'm, I'm pointing a finger at that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it has its holes. And, you know, like I, I, I want to just again reiterate i never said this movie is like a masterpiece or anything it's a fun movie you know like you said it was the best in the franchise that's what i heard don't don't put that on record because we just started voicemails i'm gonna get cursed out for (laughs) an entire they'll run out of time and call back if you you throw that out there and it might be larry zerner for all we know I, i don't know he might flip out um but no, I, I look, I see all the plot holes, I get it. But I, I'm dude, I forgot how much story was in the beginning of this. And that's the last place you want to do it. Cause like it's a Friday the 13th movie. And come on, like these people, as much as they didn't make a tremendously amazing movie or anything, they know what they're doing. And when they sat and watched this, they had to go, okay, well, you know, it, it's not, not the strongest in the franchise by any means. So it's like you you got to catch them right. At least give a good beginning where they're invested. I I stand by this. A good beginning of a movie can change your entire outlook on the whole damn thing. Like it really, really can. You know, so like if you go in feeling strong, go oh crap, wow, look at this shit. You know, it'll it'll change. It might change how you leave it, or at least how you're you know halfway th- through the movie. Yeah, maybe I I don't know. Like they also like set up that the uncle didn't want her to come on the cruise because she doesn't know how to swim or something. And I like it. If I went on a cruise, I wouldn't expect to be spending any time in the water. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to be on the boat. Yeah. She, he doesn't want her to face her fears because then she'll remember that he pushed her in the lake as a kid. Yeah. Which she remembers by staring into a puddle that's on fire in a New York city alley. So that is the lamest trauma reveal in a movie, I think. Yeah. Maybe ever. Because you just, you think it's going to be something dark and gritty the whole way through, and then it's like Jason grabbed her ankle. Yeah, and are we supposed to believe that Jason really grabbed her ankle? I don't know. The the timeline doesn't make sense if that was really Jason grabbing her ankle. No, and, and when she does get knocked into the water by the bitchy girl, Jason grabs her ankle there. Was that did that really happen too, or did she imagine that? That one she imagined. Okay, because that, she kept going down. Has to like, be. Uh, there were a lot of weird. Like I could have done without all of those. Like her visions of Jason. Yeah. Throughout the movie, like when he appeared in the mirror, and there was blood coming out of the sink. Like I, I, I what? Why are we doing? Why did we go that direction all of a sudden? If it were a higher quality movie, I would have had an easier time with the psychological aspect, but it was uh, it was very out of place. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was thinking that, too. I don't know. I didn't know why Child Jason was so prominent in the damn thing. I don't understand. Yeah, and at first when they show him, he's not even messed up. Like, he's, you know. Yeah, a regular kid. Then he looks yeah, like the grudge halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I I didn't get that either because I you know in the movie or in the original the story like he's always messed up. Yeah, right. There's something wrong with him. 
Yeah, I, I that that annoyed me a little bit because it's not it's not the kind of movie you need story in. And you know, I know a lot of people are going to crucify me for saying that, but this movie doesn't need a fucking story. Okay, it's Friday the Thirteenth. They're killing the shit out of people. Point blank. Period. Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight. Like. <laughs> right. Right. That. That. Yeah. That. That's my point. Like later on, it's Jason to fucking Manhattan. Like as much as I like the movie and enjoy it, I. I know what it is. <laughs> you know, it's not. Like, there's no depth in this damn thing. Okay. Yeah, and therein I think lies the problem. If you look at this franchise as a whole. All of the missteps are when they try to get away from the core of the franchise, which is Jason at Camp Crystal Lake killing people. Yeah. All of the entries where it's just Jason killing people in at the camp or around Crystal Lake, those all pretty much work. It's when they try to go away from the lake, like when he goes, you know, Jason goes to hell, when they try and do something different, or when you get part seven where they try to add the carry uh, stand-in figure. To the movie and that doesn't work um the only time that that's ever worked is jason x for some inexplainable reason that movie worked you know that's a really good point and i never thought of it i i do i for the life of me can't understand because i will say this out of all the horror franchises the friday the 13th stands they're probably they probably have the deepest most loyal fan base friday the 13th and if not top three at least so it's like it's crazy how they would try and get away from what they do so much because they've tried so many different things to change the I guess not the story, but you know, like they, they tried to become so much more and it's like, dude, you you're doing great. What the hell you been doing? Like the, it started declining when you tried all this dumb shit. Yeah, when you get away from that, the only if they wanted to add a new element or something different to a Friday the thirteenth film. The only one that I think will work is put one in the fucking snow. Yeah, I agree. Why isn't there one during winter? But all that other stuff, every time they try to get away from, from the camp or they try to add a new element, it doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, even to as far as the simplicity of, like, Tommy Jarvis. Because, like, as, as much as I love Tom Matthews, he did great, but did you need, like, does this, does this franchise really need a reoccurring character? They don't need a Nancy in this thing no they don't need it but tommy jarvis i didn't mind i didn't but i'm glad it, it ended where it well i don't know it, it's such a weird friend like just kill people in the fucking woods dude that's all you gotta do yeah that's all, that is literally all you have to do yeah. and i will show up every time i will say not that i think it would have been exceptional because <laughs> i yeah if he just kept killing people in the woods i'd keep watching him kill people in the woods but i do think uh, Jason Takes Manhattan would have been better as two separate films. I think if they wanted to have like a boat cruise vacation Jason movie that was just where they like really played off of the isolation horror, you know, where you can't escape because if you hop off the boat, you're in the water and you drown, you know, like that could have been its own thing. And then we could have had a an actual like Jason in New York movie, or they could have cut down the boat time and put the focus in. Okay. That's the thing that just gets me about Here, this. Is like, if you want to put Jason in a city, do it, but the pacing for this movie hurts. The original script for this movie was going to be at least half set in New York. Um, it had scenes that were written 
to take place in Madison Square Garden, the Brooklyn Bridge, the Statue of Liberty, and the Empire State Building. What happened? Paramount told the director that the budget was not going to allow him to do that. He got two days to shoot in Times Square, and that was it. Everything else was shot in Vancouver as a stand-in for New York. That is disappointing. Yeah, and he had he was not happy with the way the movie turned out. He has uh, repeatedly apologized for the film and actually disowned it. That makes sense. Everything yeah. is all the pieces are falling into place now. I yeah, <laughs> I understand. That was completely budgetary. There was no other reason for that. Okay, and apparently they couldn't afford a real a boat that looked like a real cruise ship either, because that is the most beat up cruise ship I have ever seen. It looks like they're on a cargo boat, and it's got like a four story boiler room. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah, that engine room goes down forever. Yeah. And this movie had... See, it's it's crazy. Where the hell does money for movies go? It had a $5 million budget. And I know that's not yeah. a ton of money. Like, believe me, I get that. But but damn, man. Well, it is when you're paying all of your actors 50 bucks. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. And this movie, as much as Friday the 13th is known for its kills and its blood, you know, it was there, but it wasn't, you know... They didn't blow a ton of fucking money doing it. No, now they did have some stuff that got cut out. Oh, God. Um, yeah, by the MPAA. There was, uh, I know, up. at least another scene um, where the girl who, uh, I can't remember the character's name, the biology girl. She, you know, when she gets killed in the in the bathroom after getting out of the shower, there was a, an additional, at least one additional shot of her laying on the on the ground with a bunch of pieces of glass from the mirror stuck all in her back. And the MPAA made him take that out. God damn it. Funny story about that scene, by the way. She was nervous about it, about being in the shower because she was, you know, nude. Mm. So the director stripped off all his clothes, got in the shower, and was like, see, nobody can really see it through this shower curtain. Wow. <laughs> and But apparently he didn't know the cameras were rolling. So when they sent the dailies back to the studio for oh, the, no. you know, oh, producers boy. to watch the dailies, they were like, why the fuck is my director taking a shower on set? <laughs> hey, Steve, why is our director's <laughs> dick on the television right now? What the hell is he doing? Yeah, damn. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, that's so disappointing. Like, I didn't know that about the movie. And, you know, maybe if it had more, because, you know, they, it had some cool kills. It did. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. But it wasn't. You, if you're going to do a movie like this, you have to really go for something. And if it had better kills, which, I mean, maybe it did, the stuff that got cut out, you know, may, maybe it'd be a little higher on the totem pole for some people, you know, like, but it didn't really, the story wasn't there. There's a big gap in the kills, because like I said, there are a couple that are really phenomenal, and then right. a lot that are just kind of, eh. Like the throat slit scene for the captain, or whichever one that was, or... Why is that in slow motion? Why does he barely touch him? It's a fake knife to sword to begin with. Yeah, and you put it in slow motion so I can really see it. Right. It doesn't make any sense. And then also, how does the how does he stand the captain up at the wheel after he does that? That's not a Jason move. Jason doesn't pose his victims. Yeah. That's a Michael Myers move. Michael does stuff like that. Right. Jason doesn't do that. But for some reason, he stands the dead body up at the big wheel of the ship. Yeah. That that annoyed me. That that throat cutting thing. I'm like, oh come on, man. Like let him touch him a little bit. Like, Jesus, it's 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 a, not a real fucking knife anyway. Like, jeez. Yeah. That annoyed me. Also, can we can we I don't wanna this whole episode cannot go by without mention of the awful, awful crazy Ralph ripoff character in this one. 
<laughs> yeah, that came from out of nowhere. Yeah, that deckhand. <laughs> and what is his? He's on the boat playing the crazy Ralph character of like, you're all doomed yeah. or whatever. If he knows Jason's on the boat, why the fuck isn't he getting off the boat? Yeah. <laughs> Does he think Jason's not going to kill him? Yeah. He's terrible. I, I you know, I, I completely forgot he was even in there. And when he when he came from out of nowhere like that, I was like, what the f what what not all the movies need this character, guys. No, like, no. Not all they don't. As, and as a matter of fact, I don't think we get we've got crazy Ralph in, in one and two. There's a guy in three who's very briefly is sort of the crazy Ralph. And then I don't think we get another one until this one, do we? I don't remember. I don't, I don't think so. I can't think of one off the top of my head anyway. Um, and the, the one in three is, is okay, but he's not. I mean, he's just not in the movie that long. So it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I mean, Crazy Ralph's a great character. And they keep trying to bring him back. And it totally just does not work with this stupid, weird deckhand guy. No, he comes from out of the fucking the depths of the boat, like, oh, you're all fucked, and I was like, whoa, where the <laughs> yeah. hell do you, are you even supposed to be there? Like, how'd you even get there? Yeah, and I, seriously, as soon as he says that, like, he's, you know, everybody's gonna die, or whatever the hell he says, I don't remember what the stupid line is, my thought was, well, so are you, buddy, why, you're on the boat too, man. <laughs> Not only that, whatever the line was, like, he really pissed that teacher the fuck off. Yeah. He yeah. had it out for that guy the rest of the movie, he's like, where is he? Like, you got more problems to worry about. Like, what the hell? It didn't take anything to piss that teacher off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was the last straw. He was <laughs> yeah. just like, all right, this is fine. This guy's getting it. This is it. Did you guys notice the scene where the, the that teacher is hunting him with the, he's got the flare gun and he's going, he's looking for the deckhand, you know, because he right. thinks he doesn't believe it's Jason. And uh, the, in the kitchen, when they walk through, there is a knife, right? That's hanging on like the rack. And you see it when he goes through, and then the camera comes back and it's missing. And they wanted to make sure you noticed it so much that they shined the light of God onto this <laughs> knife so that it would sparkle in the camera when it was on screen so you would see it. Yeah, the, the teacher character annoyed me, too. This is, he's been in a bunch of stuff, too, I think. Yeah, he has. He's, he's a good actor. It's just that's a bad character. Nah, and his death know. is maybe the most disappointing of the entire movie because you build up all this hatred for the guy. And then he gets this blah death. Yeah, and it's kind of weird how you. I mean, there are parts where you don't, you're not supposed to like him, but it's like he really did get the raw end of the stick a good amount of times in that movie. In a lot of ways, he did. He he yeah. didn't know Jason was going to be pulling her down if he threw her in the lake. He was just trying to teach her how to swim. Right. You know, that's how a lot of people teach kids to swim. Seems a little weird to me, but that's how some people <laughs> do. <it. laughs> and teach my kid that way, but. Uh, what else did I have on this brilliant masterpiece? Okay. Um, Rob, it, it makes sense that you had said they couldn't do certain things because of the budget, go to certain places, all this and that. I noted that they did not have enough spots in Manhattan. Uh, they had the shot of the Statue of Liberty. They didn't do anything there, but they had mm -hmm. the shot of it. Uh, they were in the subway. They went down the Grand Station, uh, escalators that busted my ass there once really bad. Did they clean all that graffiti off those escalators? Yeah, that's not there. Because that looked like shit. I, 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 I mean, granted, this I was not taking any subways or nothing, but uh, in 1989. But I've never, I've been through there when I was young with parents and all that stuff. But and I've never seen it look that bad. So I think it was maybe added for the movie. Don't know. 
But yeah. I've, I've never seen any winner that bad. Anyway, uh, they had that. They had, you know, the what? Fucking five minutes of Times Square that they had in it. Mm-hmm. Man, like, that is not enough. Like, New York has some... You could go to Central Park, Madison Square Garden, the, the Brooklyn Bridge, the, the Holland Tunnel. There's so many things. You could, you could go to Coney Island by the hot dogs or something if yeah. you really wanted to. At the time, they could have gone to the World Trade Center. Right. Right, yeah. Empire State Building, all the shit. I mean, come on, man. There, there really wasn't much there. And, you know, in all honesty, if they said, okay, you can't do this for... Dude, scrap the whole fucking movie. Yeah, in no, my opinion. T- Instead, they told him more of the movie had to take place on the boat. <laughs> That's the worst call. I, I would have scrapped the whole New York idea. I mean, I don't know how that shit works, and I'm sure it would be a huge setback. Like, I understand... But man, dude, you you cannot go through with a movie about New York of all places. It's not Jason takes Baltimore, where it's like you can name <laughs> a couple places. Like this, is like people from other countries who have never been here know shit about New York. Look at Mikey throwing shade to Baltimore. I mean, I just I have nothing wrong with Baltimore. I'm just saying, like it's not it's not a huge thing. Like name a couple things from Baltimore that you would. I was gonna say he's right. I can't name. No, no. Uh, I, I saw The Wire. I don't even know what the hell that is. The Wire? No. I've oh, heard it's, of it. it's, it's a great show. You should check it out. It takes place in Baltimore. It does not show the flattering side of the city. If it has a flattering side, I don't know. See, that's, uh, you don't even know if yeah. it has a yeah, yeah, I don't know nothing about it. No, I know nothing about Baltimore. Right. Um, this here Here's the only thing that I think may have prevented them from doing that. They had already scrapped the original idea for part eight. Which was what? Uh, originally they were going to bring Tina from part seven back for another showdown with Jason. Uh, and that was the, that was the plan for part eight. The actress who played Tina wanted more money and they said no. And, uh, eventually they decided to scrap that idea entirely instead of recasting the, the character. And so then they started looking for a new thing to do for part eight, but that may have cost them enough time that they weren't willing to redo a scrap another idea you know what i mean yeah 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 i if it was me i'd just say all right you know what fuck this let's do something else yeah instead they said uh you get two days in Times square a boat in vancouver <laughs> god damn it this thing i didn't know anything had to do with canada had to do with this Rob. That... you didn't know that <sighs> that for that cop that they come across in the alley there there's a cop that shows up eventually and uh, that guy could not sound more Canadian if he tried. Go back and watch that scene. He <laughs> sounds like the most Canadian Canadian you've ever heard. Yeah, I, I mean, I obviously knew the alley scenes not the, they weren't in that. Those, I, I mean, that was clear. But I didn't think it was damn Canada for crying. They could have at least went to Jersey for crying out loud. A lot of movies use Vancouver as a stand-in for New York. And they're fucked up. Something about uh, it's just something about the the architecture in the city or something. Maybe all this time Vancouver's really this dirty. It could be. You, you know, can't give them Canadians anything nice. No, New York's getting the bad rep for Vancouver because they filmed all the damn New York movies there. Shame yeah. on them. Yeah, that, that could be Canucks. it. Canucks. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that 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 sucks, man. But not, not that $5 million. Come on, you could have at least went. You can go to see the Statue of Liberty for like 100 bucks. Crying out loud. You, <laughs> you know? think they're going to film the, the trip on the ferry over there? Yeah, they, they might as well have. At least they'd have got there. You know? Like, <laughs> God damn. 
A hundred bucks. You can go see the Statue of Liberty and go to the top of the damn thing. Come on. And then that necklace would have made sense. Right. Yeah, at least. Just fuck up something in the shopping, the little shopping thing real quick, and that's it. I don't know. That annoyed me. Yeah, there was not a not a lot of New York in the movie. Just insane. Insane. There's so many things they could have done. But you see, now, let me ask you guys this. If they really said, you know, say say tomorrow they announced uh, Jason Takes Manhattan remake or something, and they said, <laughs> this time, we're going to go balls out with it. We're going to put Jason in Manhattan. We're going to have Square Garden. We're going to have all this shit. Would you be interested in it? In a positive way. I will see anything that has Jason in it. But but would it be positive? Would I no. I would going into <laughs> I, so if if that came up in the news on this show tomorrow okay. or the next time we record and you told me that's what they were gonna do, my act my reaction would be, Well, we'll see how they're gonna fuck it up. Cat, cool. <laughs> you don't don't be mean to me, Cat. Come on. No, I would I would have a if they Stayed in New York if they had the budget to get all of the places that they needed to film they in New it. York. If they, yeah, if they stayed on script, if they got, you know, like storyboards from the original, if they went all out, if we saw some of the things that they didn't get to do the first time around, right. I would give it a shot and I would be excited about it. Yeah, I, me too. I'd be confused as to why they're <laughs> yeah, like, no. this is the one to remake, <laughs> but I would be excited to see what they could come up with. I mean, if you really think about it, like Jason could really cause some bullshit going. Like they would be bad if he got set loose in Manhattan. Stephen King could cameo as the wielder of his own pen. <laughs> like... Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that sure. that they went sure. all out. I'd be all over it. <laughs> that stupid pen, man! As soon as I saw that, what they think he did his homework by candlelight? <laughs> I don't know. It. I, I'd be interested because. I just think about the chaos, and don't get me wrong, it's not, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, well, all they had to do was do what they did in other places. No, 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 no. They would have to do things differently, you know. This movie could have, it would have been served if it was uh, a lot darker of a movie and Jason was a lot more hell-bent, you know, and really went ham, because, I, I don't know, like, shit. J- Jason climbing stuff and, you know, all this shit, like, Hey, I, I would even been all right if you used the teleporting a little more. You know, like, if you're going to use it and it's going to be there. Like, I'd rather watch that than Jason climbing fucking scaffolds and ladders and shit and hanging on to an anchor. I think one of my big problems with this movie also is that Jason gets locked in on killing these two people in all of Manhattan. Right, right. right. So, like, when he goes into the diner... There's a there's a bunch of people there and he just walks right past them. The only guy right. is the guy that he throws, the guy who, who you know steps up to him. It, that's the only guy that he he throws him across. But then he walks past all those people on the subway. There's all those people sitting there, and Jason just walks right past them because he's focused on those two. In Times Square, you know he kicks that boombox where those punk rock kids are listening to hip hop for some reason. He lifts his mask. Yeah, out and he doesn't do anything. And... They. Yeah, they stand up, they say something to him, the kid pulls out a switchblade, and he just turns around and lifts his mask up, and they run away. He doesn't, but he doesn't make any attempt to to kill these people, and that's, again, that's just not Jason. Jason is a killing machine. That's right. what he does. Yeah, it's a lot, again, it's more of a Michael thing to, like, hyper-focus on someone. I feel like Jason should have taken out, like, there should have been more casualties. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's what I was saying. He 
he really could like if you just get a shot of him i mean i don't know how he would just get right into the damn city over over that but you know if you just really get a shot at him arriving into the city and just you know manhattan being manhattan just hundreds of people walking on a sidewalk and him just fucking annihilating things just going apeshit grabbing whoever he can grab and ripping people apart. that would be an awesome scene yeah, we, it'd be awesome. cool. Sure, the police show up. They're trying to shoot him. Right. You know, it's zombie Jason. You can't shoot him. Right. Um. Yeah, and he could get to Manhattan easily. Apparently, he can just swim there. <laughs> well, I mean, coming from water to a crowd of people. Oh well, you know, you swim to the dock. You climb out like he does in this one. And you walk into the crowd of people instead of a dingy alley with three people in it. I mean, yeah, there's a few places in Times Square. I guess you could kind of do that. Yeah, but. You know, I I don't know the logistics of it, but I mean, something like that would have been really fucking cool. Or he hails a cab. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out of the water, pulls his phone out, looks at the lift. Yeah, uh, yeah. His lift Grab, app. Grabs an Uber. Yeah, that's fine. That'd be great. Um, the kills, though. I thought they were really cool ones. The hot coal. Mm-hmm. Jason killed someone with a guitar. It was cool to see Jason Voorhees holding a cool guitar like that. Yeah, that was okay. That was a decent one. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the head, the head punched off on the roof. That was cool. You know, that's iconic. Yeah, that's a classic. Yeah. I mean, do, how do you think this this measured up? Like Rob kind of mentioned it already. It's up and down, but like Cat, do you think that this was passable for kills at least? That is one thing that I will say about. Jason takes Manhattan is even before because uh, this is the only one that I've seen for for years. Um, right. I've been meaning to rewatch the franchise. I haven't gotten around to it yet. Did you order but that even, box set, Kat? I no, I haven't gotten. The, <laughs> I didn't get the box set. Mm. Amazon's got it on sale again. I'm just saying. Oh, is it still? Is it on sale? I might. Mm-hmm. That was I the thing. So. Is it took me too long to make the decision, and yep, then it stopped. <laughs> I think it's still on sale. Excellent. Um, and I've been meaning to rewatch it, but even before I did, uh, even before I saw this one again, this was the one that I remembered the best. Like, this was the one I had the most vivid memories of. And for better or worse, it stood out. And that's always something that I appreciate this many sequels in. And I think a large part of that was because of the kills. There were, like, there were good kills. They did something different with the atmosphere. They took a risk with it. I don't know that the risk paid off. But, like, I applaud them for, I, I applaud that they tried. Like, with the boat thing, it it set it apart. And there were enough cool kills. Like, I... I remembered the head being punched off, you know, I remembered a lot of the, like, more of the toxic sludge than I would have liked to remember, but, like, this one stood out for me. I remembered it, like, it's one of the most, the clearest sequels in my mind for the Friday the 13th franchise, and I, I appreciate that, even if it's not always for positive reasons. That makes me sad for you. (laughs) It makes me excited to watch them again. Yeah, I mean, Rob, is it at least, I mean, because you're uh, uh, big on the, the Friday franchise specifically, and I know it has a lot to add up to, um, you know, I, I get that, but do you think it's at least passable for the kills? Uh, um, It's okay. There, it's the not bottom that, of the barrel. No, it's probably not bottom of the barrel, but there are a few standout kills in this one, which is, is great, but there are a lot of boring kills in this there movie. There are, yeah. You know, the girl in the um, 
I don't even know what the hell it is. It's like a disco or something. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, where he just strangles her. He could have done so much more. Uh, you know, the teacher, the um, the dickhead guy, he gets dumped upside down in a, a trash can full of whatever, you know, water, I guess. I don't know what the hell that was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and that's boring. The other teacher, that's the one who Rennie really likes, Jason doesn't even kill. She dies in a car wreck. Yeah. Um, so there's there's a lot of that kind of stuff too. You know, like you said, the captain, it's a knife, his throat slit, uh, which normally I, you know, is very Friday the thirteenth, so I'm okay with that, but it's done so poorly that yeah. I don't um I don't like it. Uh I but no, it's not. I would be hard pressed to think that it's at the bottom. It does have a couple of really stand good standout kills, and that's what Friday the thirteenth is known for, sort of having really creative kills. Um, so there's usually one or two in each movie that you can point to. Right. Uh, and this, and this meets that criteria. So no, I would say it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. The, the head on the dashboard in that, uh, cop cruiser was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, the kills aren't the problem. It's everything else around it. Well, they were to a degree. Like I say, if that was stronger, like look, even, uh, uh, Jason, uh, Jason X catches a lot of shit. But I think the only, and I, I enjoy Jason X personally, but it catches a lot of shit. But I think the thing that really gets people to where you can really point at, like that movie had some really cool kills. Yeah, yeah. Jason X works because um, it's not trying to be taken seriously as a Friday the 13th movie, really. Like they know they're stepping outside the box and they know they're doing something different and they're just having fun with it. I feel like this one was really trying to be a great Friday the 13th movie. And it's just not. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the hell this thing was trying to be. To be honest, like it feels like it felt like a cash grab a million percent. Yeah. Well, I think after a certain point, all the Paramount films certainly did. Yeah. Uh, you know, I still say, you know, Jason goes to hell was nothing but a cash grab. Oh God, yeah. You know, I mean, they, you know, that's a mess. They thought a Freddy Krueger um, glove was really gonna fucking save that one. Yeah, yeah, that was the only thing that could have <laughs> saved that one. Um, that and that first, that opening scene, that opening scene in Jason goes to hell is amazing. What do you mean? The opening scene when he, he stalks the girl at the cabin. Dude, he didn't even tell you how he got there. He's just in the cabin. It doesn't matter. It's Jason. It does matter. (laughs) It's very Friday the 13th. That, that opening scene up until the, you know, SWAT team shows up and ruins the whole thing. When I was, I remember very vividly sitting in the theater watching that and that opening scene. I was like, this is going to be the best Friday the 13th ever. And it sucked. Yeah, that ended quickly, didn't it? For me, it ended shortly after the SWAT team. And then it, it was confirmed when I seen Kane Hodder standing at that table in a police uniform. Oh, no, come yeah. on. He put in an Oscar worthy performance. <laughs> Hold on, Kat. I'm going to let you chime in in a second. Hang on. Okay. What were you going to say? <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, uh, you guys are picking on the Freddy glove, but I don't think there are very few moments uh, in my early horror years that I remember as fondly as being so disappointed and disillusioned at the end of Jason <laughs> Goes to Hell and then seeing that Freddy glove and thinking, oh, yeah, <laughs> no, that's, no, I was waiting for this the whole time and here it is. And even if it's only for one second, it made me happy. <laughs> it's an excellent moment. It just isn't enough to save that whole movie. Well, no. <laughs> yeah. It's but it is an excellent moment. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. No. Yeah. That that was my point. It's 
It, it would have taken all of Freddy Krueger to maybe help that movie a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to mention before we wrap up. Uh, oh, shit. Where's my... Okay. Uh, Kane Hodder had noted a couple of times that uh, one of the most fun parts of his his tenure in the Friday the 13th franchise as Jason were filming the scenes in Times Square. And he said that, you know, all the people lined up watching it down the block and all that shit. You know, he had a blast doing it. And he also said that he would, you know, when he was all... Oh, he he mentioned also um, he didn't even want to take off the mask to destroy the illusion of Jason. And he also mentioned how, you know, every once in a while he turn his head and look at, you know, just the people watching it and they go crazy. As much shade as I throw at Kane Hodder, most of it rightfully so, but um, that's kind of cool because we don't, I don't think we get as much dedication to the role in just in general anymore. Like, I don't think that's there the way it was. Like, Jason appeared on some uh, some talk show back then. Yeah, that, I was going to mention that. Kayfabe is very much alive with Kane Hodder, or right. at least it was then. He, uh, some talk show, he says. It was the which Arsenio was Hall it? show. It was the biggest oh, talk show at the time. Damn. Yeah. I didn't remember which one. I love Arsenio Hall. Yeah, it was the oh, Arsenio damn. Hall show, which was huge at the time. Love uh, Arsenio. And yeah, they had, uh, they had Jason as a guest, and it was Kane Hodder. And he came out, you know, obviously in full makeup and, and costume and everything. And didn't say a word the entire time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, like that. That's what I mean. It, it's. I mean, obviously, we know it's not really. You know, I'm not saying that, but to try and make us think it is or anything. But man, like, let us live in that world, though. You yeah. know, like, don't fuck it up for me like that. You know, like it, it's fun. Like, stay in it. Like, I forget uh, what what's um, uh, Scarsgard or whatever who plays uh, Pennywise and. Hey, he did something, and it was like, I, I don't remember exactly what it was for or anything, but it's like, damn it, man. Like, come on. Like, like just just stick to it for a minute. And I, I think that was pretty cool. Like, I, I'll give Kane Hodder his due when it needs, when he deserves it. And, you know, he deserves it for that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, Kane loves this character. He loved being Jason Voorhees. A little too much, I think. Well, some people might say that. I, I admire that dedication to it. And, um... So I, you know, I I respect that the fact that he loved the character and that he would do that. I I do wish that he threw as much love into the character of Victor Crowley because I think that would be just as big. Dude, for him. I've said that on this show. Yeah. If Kane Hodder would fucking let go of being Jason Voorhees for five minutes to throw that same dedication and love to Victor Crowley, I think it would uh, the Hatchet franchise would be bi much bigger than it is now. Yeah, but I, I yeah. do I, I respect his, his dedication to the to the character. I did have one note along those lines. Um we mentioned the guy who gets tossed in the diner. Did you see who that was? No. That is Ken Kurzinger, who went on to play Jason in Freddy Freddy versus Jason. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. Oh really? <laughs> wow, yeah. that's that's irony, damn. Yep, that uh that Ken played that. He also was a stand in as Jason in a couple of scenes in this movie. Oh wow. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly what the deal was there, why Kane couldn't do it or whatever, but he, he did play Jason, I guess, in a, in a scene or two in this movie. And then, yeah, he plays the guy who gets thrown across the, the diner. And um, one other note that I came across that um, I did like, the original script had a, uh, when Jason gets off the, uh, onto the dock in New York, 
Mm-hmm. Um, there was a dog that was supposed to bark at him and Jason was going to kick the dog and Kane Hodder said, no, he wasn't doing that. So they cut it. <laughs> Good for Kane Hodder. Yeah. All right. He was yeah. not you know going to kick the dog. Hold on. Wait a minute. That, 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 that yep. yeah. I'm with him on that one. All right. Good for you, Kane. See, I, I don't, I don't not mean to Kane Hodder. Like, you know, just have my thoughts and I give it to, I give him his props and he deserves it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Son of a bitch. He's a fine man and an American treasure, but okay. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to go there. Um, do you guys have anything else you want to mention? Uh, I have one small thing to mention, and it's... Uh, I'm just curious everyone's thoughts on it. Uh, there's the one detail that I kind of liked is when he does get stabbed in the eye with the Stephen King pen. Uh, there's, like, uh, seawater that comes like pouring out, oh, yeah. which I think was an interesting choice. And at, at first, I wasn't sure if I liked it or not, but I think about it a lot. Which you know, yeah, it it is an interesting choice. And I remember uh, it's funny watching it this time when he pulled it out. I was expecting blood. Yeah, because that's normally what we would get when someone gets stabbed in the eye or whatever. But yeah, you're right. It's just the seawater, and that is an interesting choice. I like it. It's fine. I- it works for the character. I kind of like it, yeah, because it's, you know, you don't really see Jason bleed very often, and having a close-up shot like that where you still don't technically see him bleed right. is just, it It kind of adds to that uh, mystical quality. Right, and he spent all that time underwater, so he would be a waterlogged zombie. Right. Yeah, yeah no, I it like works. That. The other thing that I wanted to point out, my, my last note is just, because uh, we can't end the episode without me making Mikey really mad. I just wanted to talk about ratings real fast. Uh, oh, this okay. has an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, is that high? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Guys, come on. Okay. Damn it, cat. I'm just, I had to share that. <laughs> we got we to gotta come to an agreement now. Damn it. <laughs> this is higher than an 8. Come on. On kills alone. <laughs> it should be it's got to be at least eight. 10. Out of, I, I, out of 100? It makes double digits. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah damn all right, it. fine fine it's um it's higher than an eight i don't know oh, yeah. I, imdb gave it 4.6 out of 10 so oh, that okay. seems high um that's not bad and on letterboxd it's 2.2 out of 5 that seems high too so <laughs> but rotten tomatoes um is usually the first place that i check and it eight person you should stop doing that yeah. apparently because um, they don't know shit that is I get mad at them a lot. I now, probably yeah. should stop, but <laughs> we can't wrap the episode without discussing the the giant plot hole in this movie that everybody talks about. Uh oh, I think I know what you're about to say. How in the hell are you getting a boat from Crystal Lake <laughs> to Manhattan? Thank you for bringing that up. I was going to ask, do I not know where Crystal Lake is? <laughs> like where it's a lake where is it located, and there is a there is one comment. Uh, I believe it's by the Crazy Ralph ripoff guy who says that Jason swam up the river. The river. So the um, There's no other mention river. of the river ever in any other Friday the 13th movie. So can we assume then that this river connects to the ocean, flows into the lake, and so then they can take a cruise ship <laughs> from the lake up the river and out into the ocean? Is that what we're supposed to believe? I choose to believe that the lake got flooded. Uh, Jason was like, 
pushed away somewhere. That would have made more sense. Swim up that river, like whatever river he landed in, <laughs> sank again, was resurrected, and then. <laughs> mm hmm. All right. I have no idea. Okay, I, I'm going to respond to that with my, my closing question that I had for you guys. I never insinuated that this was a great film, you know, anything like that. I always said about Jason Takes Manhattan is it's a fun movie. And I ask you this. What is the difference between this movie and Santa Jaws? The runtime, for one thing. Santa Jaws is much shorter. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, you guys, you thought you praised Santa Jaws as a masterpiece just a few weeks ago, and, and it was fun, and look past this and look past that. I mean, this is kind of sort of the same. It is kind of sort of the same. And one of your complaints about Santa Jaws was that we didn't see enough Santa Jaws. I feel very much the same. I, I think the biggest problem with this, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, it was false advertising. Because they still called it Jason Takes Manhattan, and that was what I was expecting, and he didn't do it. <laughs> I I think that's that's seriously, because I, like I said, this time around, I liked it much better than the first time around, because I, I went in knowing it was going to be a Friday the 13th on a boat movie, and that's what I got, and it was more fun. Like, it was definitely more fun this time around. I think that, in my mind... One, going into Santa Jaws, I got exactly what I expected. Watching Jason Takes Manhattan, I expect a Friday the 13th movie, and I don't get it. But I also think that when it comes to sort of B-movie joy, there is a weird quality that I can't really define that makes the difference between a bad B-movie that I enjoy and a bad B-movie that I hate. And I, I can't really define what that is, but, you know, I watch, as you know, Mikey, I watch a lot of B, you know, low budget B movie horror. I think they're, uh, you know, I just, uh, I watch them and some of them like Santa Jaws, I have a great time with. And then there are others that are just as bad as the title would imply. And I, I never can really quite put my finger on what makes one fun and a good time and the other one not. Uh, so comparing the two and taking away the fact that Jason goes to Manhattan is a Friday the 13th movie. I, I can't really define it for you other than to say I had fun with Santa Jaws and I did not have fun with Jason goes to Manhattan. Well, damn you. You know, another thing with you saying all that, I think it's the difficult part with this is it, like you said, it's Friday the 13th, but I mean, I would argue Starting at part seven, Friday the 13th turned into a B movie, you know, and I think as much as we it's fucked, it's blasphemy to say that. But I mean, let's look at them, you know, look at the movies. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you definitely. Yeah, there's definitely a, a sharp decline. Right. It's hard to come to terms with that. But they don't. Part seven doesn't stray from being a Friday the 13th movie. It just adds the element of a carry character, which sucks. Yeah. But it was on its way. Yeah. And then this one just, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like a Friday the 13th movie, really. It feels more like a Jason movie. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. It just doesn't work. Uh, you know. And, and a part of that also, I think, goes back to 
the mindset of the the you know the filmmakers like i they said when they set out to make this movie they wanted to make the best friday the 13th movie there had ever been whoa, whoa wait what for this yeah. one yeah uh see now if you believe that that's shame on you i don't believe that the filmmakers behind santa jaws said they were going to make the best shark movie that's ever been made <laughs> but they could not have meant that for this movie that, they that's what have. they said but they couldn't um, have meant it. That's well, advertising. And, and they know that it didn't turn out that way. Clearly, I said earlier, the, the director has apologized numerous times and disowned the movie. I mean, <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> they know that it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even going in, like, you have to, just the fact that you put Jason in Manhattan for crying out loud, I mean, you know it's not going to be one of the best. Yeah. Shame. Shame on that. All right, guys. One last chance to piss me off. Let's hear the port noise for this bitch. Oh, I'm not on the ball with this one today. <laughs> oh, boy. Rob? Um, go ahead. You know what? Hold on. Wait. Uh, I gave you guys the opportunity for Santa Jaws to give it a real movie standpoint oh. and then a B-movie standpoint. Yeah, can we give it a B-movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could do that. I feel because here's the thing is that usually just the way that I personally rank movies on a scale from one to ten, I I usually, you know, everything above, you know, like a six is something that I like really am going to stand behind. I enjoyed Jason Takes Manhattan more than movies that I typically give like a six or below. I can't justify putting it at a seven or higher. Right. Like I can't. Yeah. There's certain things you got to be honest about in different ways. And yeah. Sometimes you can't do both at the same time. Right. Yeah. All right. So Rob, what, what's your realistic, your, your real Portnoy for this thing? Real movie score is a 2.8. Oh, Jesus Christ almighty. Wow. Wait, what? <laughs> that would hurt a little bit. Cat. God. Oh, you're not gonna be my friend after this. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm thinking like a four point eight. All right, all right. It's gotta be below a five. Okay, all right, okay. I can I can live with that. It's better than I thought it was gonna be. All right. <laughs> Rob just ripped the bandaid off, man. God <laughs> damn. All right, for a real movie, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give it a six point one. Get out of here. <laughs> a six. Uh, you know what? <sighs> Damn it. Alright, alright. Alright. I'll give it a five point nine. Alright. That's I'm not a budget. little better. I'm not a little better. Yeah. I'm not budget. So we've got everything from a two point eight to a five point <laughs> yeah, nine. No, yeah. Um alright, Rob. Now give it a B movie. I still feel like you're gonna make me mad. A B movie score? Yeah. Four point seven. Oh, all right. Okay, that's better than I thought it was gonna be. Cat, go ahead. Uh, for like like a seven point five. Like I Ooh, enjoyed what? parts of it. I yes. wish I wish the runtime had been shorter. Cause like for a B movie, this is too long. Like Ooh. it should have been cheesier. It should have been you know. But I like there were parts that I really enjoyed. I had a good time watching the parts that I liked. Uh, that's really all I want out of a B movie. And you know what? It did that. Wow. That's crazy. Okay. Okay. I'm in Cat's neighborhood. I am sitting at a 7.7 7 for a B movie. 7.7. 7. I don't want to put it too close to an 8, but I don't want it to stray too much to the 7. So a 7.7. 7. All right. I mean, Rob, this was fun. 
Those are no, it wasn't though. That's the thing. <laughs> I think when you're not looking at it, I, I think if you go in knowing what it is, it's a fun time. Right. If I hadn't gotten a chance to rewatch it today, if we were, I, I would have rated it much lower across the board because Here, my memories the, were all of disappointment. Even saying that, I watched it today and I enjoyed it more today than I have in the past. And this <laughs> is still where my scores are. So you can imagine what I thought about it before today. <laughs> oh. But see, this is why I wanted you guys to rewatch it. Because I'm like, you know. You got to understand, it's not it's not part one, it's not part two, it's not even part three, or even part four. It's Jason Takes Manhattan. This is, it is what it is, it's, it's what it's going to be. You know, you can't go in. And I like I said, I think that's the hard part where you look at, you know, like, Freddy's dead. You know, like, <laughs> damn, man, to watch Freddy Krueger be resorted <laughs> to that, you know, like, it sucks. But, you know, that that's what the movie is. There's nothing we can do or say about it to change the damn thing, but you know, I, I think there's, I'd much rather watch this movie than Jason Goes to Hell, like, by a lot. Yeah, oh yeah, I'd much rather watch this than Jason Goes to Hell. I'd rather watch this than Freddy's Dead. But, see, you know. see, right? See, see, I might rather watch Freddy's Dead. Ugh. I also had a, if you go in knowing what it is, it's fun. Yeah. No, see, it wasn't. <laughs> and it's got 3D glasses. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. But we'll get there, maybe, one day. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, one day, Rob, you will you would be avenged for having to watch Freddy's Dead. I just Yeah, by the way, I'm not watching that fucking movie again for this <laughs> show, so we better do it fast. <laughs> I was just going to say, my only hope would be that enough time goes by where you have to watch it again. <laughs> so, all right, we got to do that sooner than later. Okay. Um. All right, guys, that, that was so You were a lot nicer than I thought you would be about it. I liked it more than I remembered. Like, I, I tried very hard to go in with an open mind today, and I still had a lot of complaints, but it was way better than I remembered. Okay, then then that's what I, that's what I was hoping would come out of it. It was like, you know, it's kind of fun. It's Jason. You know, you can always have, you can find something good in watching Jason. Unless he's a slug. Like It sucked, but I found a couple of decent things to take away from it that I didn't before, so that's oh, good. Rob, that was so sweet of you. What an asshole! <laughs> Alright, guys, so uh, that's it for this one. Uh, make sure you follow us on everything. Uh, go to SlashRadio.com for all our articles, episodes, interviews, all that shit. We had our episode, our, our interview with Larry Zerger last week. You can go check that out there, too. He talks everything about the Friday 13th lawsuit. He obviously played Shelly in Part 3. Uh, go follow us on Twitter. You know, when we finished talking to him, I thought of a million questions I wanted to ask him. <laughs> yeah, when I was editing, I was like, why didn't I ask him about this shit? I forgot. I just didn't think of it. I know. And maybe we'll have him on again sometime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did that too, though. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter. That's at Slash Radio. If you have anything horror-related to ask and you want your voice on this show, make sure you give us a call, leave a voicemail. Uh, that's 917-397-KILL, 917-397-5455. Just leave, all you gotta do is leave a message. You can leave your Twitter handle, your name, uh, you can curse me out if you want to, that's fine. Leave me out of it. <laughs> tell us rubber sucks. Like, you know, our first ever voicemail, Rob, is telling us rubber <laughs> sucks. Wait. That ain't right. I, it's, it's right on point. <laughs> I'm at Mikey's Dad on Twitter. Rob, where are they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Radio Rob One Two Three. I am uh, across the socials on that uh, on that handle, so you can find me everywhere. Um, 
also um you can listen to this horror life which is my other podcast uh, where we talk about all things horror related and uh, you can find that show wherever you're listening to slasher radio and you can find that show on twitter at this horror life cat where are you at i am at cat underscore blower v-o-l-e-u-r capital c capital e on twitter right Sorry, Rob, you heard those capitals? <laughs> All lowercase. Lowercase for life. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, come back and check us out next week. Good night from Slasher Radio. All the best with Slasher Radio podcast. Rob, you were very nice about this. I appreciate it. It wasn't as bad as I remembered it being. It still wasn't good, but it wasn't as bad. No, see, that's what I told you it guys. Went, it really did go by. The runtime, it went by faster this time than it ever has when I've watched it in the past. Because you know um, at this point. You know, like, you kind of, I think you become acclimated to the shit. Like, if you hung yeah. around horse shit all day, horse shit don't smell that bad. Now, you guys never did respond about my suggestion that we do Big Freaking Rat next week. Are you oh, yeah, about that? I'm in. <laughs> no, I can't even find it. Oh, I just know it exists and I can't find it anywhere. You know, I want you to know, not that it has any bearing <laughs> on if we do it or not, but it, it, do you know how hard it was to find images for fucking Santa Jaws for that flyer? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I wanted to uh, point out, I think the best thumbnail ever has been for Santa Jaws. <laughs> that is so funny. I hate how nice it came out. And I want you know, I sat there so annoyed that I had to do that one. <laughs> but I just kept staring at it going, you gotta be fucking kidding me. I hate it so much. I'm off Monday. Be strutting my balls around. How nice was it to hear Bobby? Yeah, Bobby. Look at that. He didn't even tell me he was doing that. I checked my phone. I'm like, oh, someone left a voicemail. Nice. And I heard that. I said, oh my God. That's uh, fucking Bobby. It sure is. Now we got to get all the old. That's what we got to do soon. Get all the old hosts to come back on. That won't happen. We'll get Corner Pocket <laughs> and um, Dismay. That Dismay definitely won't happen. You guys. You need to smooth things over with her with dismay. It's not going to happen, dude. I've tried. I didn't try and smooth <laughs> things over with her as far as the show, but yeah. personally, I right. have reached out and tried to be nice because, you know, like, 
I don't, I don't like whole bread stuff. And she just gave you a fuck you, huh? Nothing. Blocked me. Nothing. <laughs> that's that's even colder than a fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, man. Like, I, And the fucked up part is I didn't even do anything. Yeah. Yeah, dirty bitch. She got mad because I... Actually, I think she got mad because of ghosts, Rob. Not for nothing. What? Yeah. Because she was like on and off the show. Like she was quitting, then she wasn't. Then she was quitting, then she wasn't. And it's like, good God almighty. Finally, I just said, like, she got pissed off because me and Bobby were giving it to her about uh, Devil's Rejects. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, we always, like, I like having a debate-style thing. You know, it's yeah. like, it's not personal, it's movies. And me and her, she was like that, too. Then all of a sudden, she started taking it. And we never abused her or nothing on, you know, you can listen to him. We, we weren't that bad. She just didn't like that. It was usually me and him against her. Yeah. And I was like, well, I, mean, I know how she feels. I remember when Bobby was on the show and you guys had me on as a guest. <laughs> we were nothing but nice to you um but yeah so i was i just said i'm like look if you don't want to do it like don't do it that's fine like it's it's no big deal but let me know because i'm gonna get somebody else and she was like butthurt like she got really mad she's like oh you're gonna replace me and you're gonna get another girl and this, i'm like what the fuck are you talking about uh-huh. and um I, I i don't know she had messaged me a few days before like oh I'm going to be on this other show. Is there anything you want to talk about? Let me know now. And I'm like, no, we're, we're, we're fine. Like this, I'm okay. Like, this is no big deal. And uh, a few days later, I post the episode with ghost blocked on everything. Yeah. And she blocked ghost. Oh uh, yeah. Who that's she, what did it then. Yeah, yeah. She, who she never talked to once or interacted with at all. Hmm. I'm like, damn. So yeah, your, she, your co-host went and fucking ruined. <laughs> my my working relationship with dismay. Yeah, well, you happy? Yeah, I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice to get that to happen, though. It would be, but yeah, uh, no, I, yeah, I, I figured dismay wasn't wasn't it wouldn't happen, but uh, no. yeah, I was thinking about that. Well, it might be kind of fun. So it's, it would be. It would be a hell of an argument. Um, the only other guest that would be better would be your grandma. She, uh, one day I'll get her. One day maybe I can get her to do it without knowing she's doing it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, I got some friends that want to talk to you, <laughs> and just have her. And if I get her, but see, she doesn't like being on the phone either. She's it's really hard. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's that. Oh boy. Uh oh. <laughs> I can't wait. It sounds like a fight waiting to happen on air. <laughs> <laughs> You'll love it. I'm glad you reminded me that, about Cabin in the Woods because oh. I forgot to put that in my letterbox. And I was really disappointed because that meant the first movie I had watched in 2021 was Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> yes. But actually, it was The Cabin in the Woods. I will never let you forget that. No, it was The Cabin in the Woods, though. I just forgot to put it in last ah, night. Ah, shit. Because yeah. I finished watching that and I was actually gonna watch a ton of movies there was a 24-hour horror marathon happening online with a uh, another podcast oh nice and um yeah they were doing a watch party with a bunch of people but then uh i don't remember what happened after after cabin in the woods i ended up in the living room somehow watching ink master that sounds about right yeah I... until, until about <laughs> eight o'clock this morning actually it's uh, it's streaming on the Paramount Network, and so I've been watching that. Some of the stuff they do is incredible. 
you know, I know they'll turn in these awesome pieces and then the guys will be like, this line is all messed up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What's uh, that one? Um, ah, shit. Clean something. His name. I forgot from Ink Mass. He's really good. Yeah. I forget his name. Something clean. Clean rock. No, I, don't maybe? Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know if I've gotten there yet. I'm drinking orange soda and vodka just, just for the record. That doesn't sound is too it bad. Good? It's very good. Huh. Hmm. Orange soda masks alcohol probably perfectly. Hmm. As strangely as it sounds. I'm drinking Diet Pepsi and rum. And I may have to make another at some point during this recording. You, you <laughs> might. You might. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu.